This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. So I'm delighted to say that joining me again on the We Are West Ham podcast is your main man here from the Eintracht Frankfurt podcast. It's Bestie. Bestie, how are you, mate, first of all? I mean, we said hello. We're having a little beer in the massive central bar, not the West Ham, our massive central bar. And I've never seen a man look so nervous when his team are winning 2-1 after the first leg of a European semi-final. Because I know my club, I know my club. It has all things. Uh, I'll settle down to uh, to fuck this up tomorrow. But, but I'm, I'm nervous because there's so much at stake. You know, we could actually reach a European final, and I would never, 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 ever. Uh, I was never ever thinking of that. That this really could be possible. So it's like I'm so nervous because now, other than in Barcelona, there was this celebration day and no one expected that we could beat Barcelona and it's like, you know, there was no pressure for us. Now there is pressure. And pressure isn't easy to handle for me, not for me, not for the players, not for my central nerve system in my body. It's like, I'm really, really thankful you gave me a beer. <laughs> I really need that. So, you, we're, the one thing we've said already, the first thing we said when we spoke, we spoke last week, obviously, before the game, and you've talked already about the similarities between our two clubs. We'll get onto those in more detail, but first of all, I just want to hear what were your thoughts. You were in London last week for the first leg. Eintracht came out the blocks, raced out the blocks, scored early doors, and it killed the atmosphere in London a little bit. West Ham got back into it, but then you got again, you've won 2 1. Great result for you, surely. Um, how did you make? What did you make of the game? What did you make of London, the away trip as a whole? It was the same as uh, as we talk now. I was very nervous. The, uh, maybe the first uh, first half of the first leg was the most most. I don't know how to say it. It was. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. My body hurts. My my stomach hurts. My I was not realizing what was happening. And I was in the game, and then we scored early goal. And after that, I was uh, looking at the uh, score, and it's like, oh, there's another 19 minutes to go. <laughs> and it's like, how should I handle this? So it was kind of an uh, out-of-body experience. But the second half was better, because as you said, we scored a 2-1. And Eintracht were better in the game, you know. It's like we, we controlled you a little bit better. We controlled it. The game was a little bit quieter than in the first half. And as you said, we managed to get, took out the uh, audience. So it was kind of a, a away game for us, but we were very loud and we, we could manage to, to, to get in the game. And then I was quieter and then I was able to support because in the, in the first half I wasn't able to support because I was so nervous. I was sweating. I was dizzy. I had to eat some chocolate to have some sugar in my body. <laughs> and the second half, Eintracht, the Eintracht team helped me to get into supporting because they calmed down the game. You know, it's like 
They were a little bit more uh, better in the game. I think Glasner made some adjustments in our in half time to, to control you a little better. But even then, we scored 2 1, and same, it's like the, the last 30 minutes felt like two hours. And then you had, I guess, Bowen, it was the, the yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what do you call it? Oh, the bicycle kick. kick? The bicycle, the bicycle kick. Yeah, kick. Yeah. And from my point of view, at the waist stand, I couldn't tell if it was uh, bouncing down inside or outside. And I only looked at the referee, and uh, if he looked at his watch, and yeah, uh, I don't know yeah, if the watch yeah. works, and then you got VIR in your head, you know? <laughs> it's like you, you can imagine, it's like, okay, ding dong, and it's like, uh, okay, it's 2 2. I have to say, Barcelona, Sevilla, and now West Ham, and all the short time after two years uh, of Corona where nothing happened. It's like I have to say it's kind of too much. I have to. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I have to uh, go to a doctor after all that. <laughs> Take a couple of years off. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. But that's what I've been like. I mean, we've been speaking on the podcast this week, uh, and every single round of this competition, to be quite honestly, I just about it's it's too much. Like we we said, and it was amazing to talk to you about it. You went to Barcelona and watched your team win three nil at the new Camp. You know, to go through against Barcelona to the Europe, Europa League semi-final, which is an incredible result, and we had almost exactly the same experience, didn't we? Yeah. Me and uh, Dad, who's sitting off camera there, went to Lyon, we went to Seville, and we went to the group stages, which were all great. Uh, but when that third goal went in, Jared Bowen's one to put us three 0 up in Lyon, which virtually cemented our place in the in the semi-final. Yeah, right. The first goal, I didn't really see it properly. Then Declan Rice scored the second one, rifled in the bottom corner, and it was euphoria. And the third one goes in, and you said almost exactly the same thing to me about what you had at New Camp. There's no euphoria. There's just like, yeah, you what yeah, is happening There's this here? only it's silence. Too much. It's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. It's overwhelming, and then you're just quiet. It's like you're just quiet, and because I, I think the body has to take his time to realize all that. I still haven't processed it. Me neither. So I, I haven't processed Seville because it was the return of the active uh, fans and it was kind of a very emotional moment. Then you have Barcelona, which was so incredible, 40,000 there. Then I went to London to experience the game I just described and now I'm in front of a, a more historical game because it's all at stake. It's reaching the fucking final. I don't know how to manage it. I don't know how the players do it. I know, you know? I'm just a fan. I can sit there, I can drink, I can scream. They have to really concentrate and focus and playing. I really admire that for them because I couldn't handle the, all the pressure and because every Eintracht Frankfurt player knows they perform tomorrow night, or is it airing too much today or tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, no. So it'll be, well, yeah, Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. It will be Thursday night. They will be able to become legends. There will yeah. be kids named after them. There will be a <laughs> tattoo on my left arm because on the right arm there's a cup winner, uh, a guy who scored a, a decisive goal. Yeah. So there will be a lot of history at stake and you will feel it in a stadium. You will feel it that every fan who's there knows what this is all about and that's what makes me scared <laughs> because it's too much. It's not, it's not like Barcelona. It's not like healthy all this, is it? It isn't. It <laughs> Can't be. <laughs> no, it's not good for you, man. It's not good for anyone. Every one of these games, even though they're amazing euphoric moments for us, it's got to knock a month off our lives, isn't it? Yeah, right. It's, but the, the thing is, it's hard Every work. Every time we do it's well, hard work, we're you know? a month left. Yeah, it's hard work. You know, I celebrate the goals. It's okay. But after the goal, it's like hard work again, hard work, <laughs> emotional hard work again. And when, the game, and when the game is out. done, when the game is done and you would be able to celebrate it, 
You're out of power. <laughs> you just go to the town and sleep. And then you're worried about the next game. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I reckon. I, I, I see myself, if this goes through, as I hope to, I see myself in summer in any country where the sun is, laying down there, drinking a beer on the beach. Phone off. Turn your phone off. Turn your phone off. And maybe... I will completely break down and cry on the <laughs> beach and no, and some, some animation guy asks me what's wrong with you and leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like kind of a nervous breakdown. I don't yeah, know. Just muttering to yourself real better. Yeah, right. You're yeah, right. Um, right. You're not right. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you go to a mental institution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble, I need a dolphin right? therapy after that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And need a lot of dolphins to, uh, <laughs> to process all this. Right, so listen, you're, we've touched on it already briefly and me and you, it sounds like, had almost identical experiences in the games that got our teams to this stage. Yes. Uh, the, the video, the chat we had last week for the YouTube and the podcast got excellent feedback. Lots of Eintracht Frankfurt fans and West Ham fans talking in the comments saying, it, and it became quite obvious how similar our two clubs are. Yes. We've had very similar experiences to get us here in the first place. You're more nervous than me and I think that's because your team is winning. I think for West Ham it feels like it's we've got nothing easy, It's easy for you to say. Home. It's easy for you to say. I, I, I say your team is winning. So I'm yeah, but you are actually winning. You want to give us the pressure. That's what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, but your team is actually winning the tie so far. But talk to me a little bit more about the similarities between our two clubs. You've mentioned it to us before we started recording. And everything you said really rang true with, with me and Dad because we love West Ham more than most other things on the planet. And for so many years, that has been completely unrewarded. Yeah, so we've had nothing in return. You're investing a lot of love, a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of emotions. Yeah. And there's nothing in return. I'm not sure I've ever invested as much emotion as you are quite now, because I've never seen <laughs> such a nervous man. <laughs> but talk to me about the similarities between Eintracht Frankfurt and West Ham. I think in the... Uh, the the core of the real fans are very similar because they're very emotional. They're very strong. They're a little bit rough, maybe a little bit yeah, like you know, class, yeah, yeah. yeah, working class, and it's like uh, powerful. Yeah, it's, I, I can't explain it, but you 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 guess, and you, that's what I heard about your club. There are movies about your club, about your yeah, firm, yeah, and right, and the, there's a, a lot of passion about the club. You know, even though the club isn't that successful, maybe that's what the passion is all about. You know, because you cherish things. If some something like this, something good happens, you really appreciate it because it's not usual to you, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like not a Liverpool fan who says, oh, where do we going in the Champions League next year? Which travel, you know? Sure, yeah. so it's, it's obvious for them, for, for both of our clubs, it's not. Even though we have very, very much and very, very loud fans. But as I said, it's kind of a roller coaster experience. Like our clubs are kind of uh, not experienced so much success. So I, I guess it's, we... we We went through the same pain, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. investing and investing and thinking maybe, maybe, maybe. And now is the time to cash in. And the sad thing is that only one of us could cash in, you know? It's like not that yeah. both teams could win. And I would say maybe the South Final would be a proper uh, final. Well, you said that, didn't you? It should be a final in the new It should camp. be a final and there should 50, be... 50,000 West Ham, 50,000... Yeah, it comes new. 50,000 West Ham, 50,000 Frankfurt fans. This... This is how it should be, yeah, yeah. but it isn't. Maybe there's a final between West Ham and RB Leipzig, and RB Leipzig is a shameful football. 
It's like there's not an actual club. They're nine years old. They're n there's no organic passion. There's nothing. There's they haven't only even got to the final yet. Huh? They haven't even got to the final. Oh, but yet. they will. <laughs> they will. I can say it here because I hope it doesn't went to uh, German television. But for me, they feel like cancer. It's like they don't belong here. You know, it's like there's some guy who has a lot of money, and putting out guys like us because he has a lot of money and putting guys in which. To them, the club means nothing. Football means nothing to them. Where were they 10 years ago? It's like they sat at home one day and said, oh, maybe I could be a soccer fan or a football fan. I will go to RB Leipzig. Whoa, mm -hmm. wow. That's not real. You can't fake it. You know, it's yeah, organic. Yeah. You have to you, – you talk to your dad, right? Yeah, yeah, you got yeah. it from him. I got it from mine. It's like it's always over generation when yeah, I was at yeah, Barcelona, as I already told you, I was yep. with my friend whose daughters were there and his fathers were there. You know, there were yeah, three yeah. generations all experiencing the moment. Any and uh, everyone in well, his listen, own look, way. Basti, Basti, Sorry, RB Leipzig aren't even in the final yet. But they will be. It's okay. It's okay. Rangers, Rangers have got a bit about them. Them. You'll never know. You won't they're even in the semi-finals. You won't be popular if any Rangers fans are watching this. It's only 1-0. Please, know. please, Glasgow, do your thing. Please, 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 <laughs> please, 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 please. So listen. Uh, Secure, safe football. <laughs> <laughs> safe football. Basti, talk to me then. Uh, this is mine and dad's first time in Frankfurt, as it will be for so many West Ham fans. Uh, one question we had on the way. We haven't Googled it. We haven't had time for that. Is there more than one team in Frankfurt? Is it just Eintracht? Are there some second-tier teams? No, other than in London, there are only one team. The other Frankfurt team is... So small, right, well they're they struggling with a fourth, fourth fifth league. Oh, they're right. struggling. Then you, you well, we don't have any rivals anymore. Kickers Offenbach is kind of in the minor league. Yeah. Kaiserslautern went to the third league. It's like we don't have nothing around, which is sad. You know, I would yeah. love, I would love to have something like you to be okay. I can go to my biggest enemy yeah, by yeah, subway. Yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like the, the, we don't have that emotions. Kaiserslautern was uh, good at the Bundesliga around 15 years ago. Then we have some, some very, very uh, cool derbies, but there isn't any more. So Eintracht in the whole region is the only club because mm -hmm. the nearest club is Hoffenheim, and Hoffenheim is, can put Hoffenheim and RB Leipzig in it. It's the same thing. Right, right. It's kind of a maniac billionaire, and it's like he wants to have a club, and he is the only guy who wants to have the club. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah, yeah, sure. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, look, um, you've spoken about how nervous you are already, uh, yes. which is quite apparent to be honest and it's a bit of a relief to be honest to me because <laughs> we know, I think we need to do some meditating together yeah, after yeah, this yeah. maybe like but um, semi-final meditation and we put it out on YouTube yeah 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 <laughs> have you had the same feelings as I have in for all the all the games before because you talk about how rare this is for, for Eintracht all I've done and it's happened so frequently for me that and I'm going to be honest, this is a story that happened to me last week before the first leg at London Stadium. I was walking around Tesco. You heard of Tesco? It's like a supermarket, big okay, supermarket yeah, 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 chain yeah. In, in the UK. And it was Thursday morning before the game. Just been to the gym and a uh, little bit sleepy. And I just, just got my phone out in the vegetable aisle to text my dad, who's just sitting off screen there. I've gone to West Ham with my dad since I was nine. Got my phone out to text him, what time are we meeting at the ground later? And I started crying. I was just so don't emotional and Don't tell me that, don't tell me that because I'm, I'm in a very same mood, you know. It's like <laughs> talking to friends. I'm just what? so on edge. Yeah, it's, yeah you're on edge. It's a, yeah, you're very... But I'm so emotional and sad and happy. That, that's the I'm thing. That's loving a, you, 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 you're proud, you're scared, but you're also kind of emotional it's like because it's so touchy. It's like I was the same thing. It's like it's the same thing. 
talking to my friends, and if I exaggerate and tell them, uh, if I imagine some scenes yeah, like yeah, yeah. winning the cup and <laughs> yeah, yeah, winning it's too the, much, it's yeah, too yeah. much, because there's a story. <laughs> one of the biggest players in our club's history, Jürgen Grabowski, yeah. which was part of the team who won the last European Cup in 1980, yep. he died this year. Right. So it would make too much sense to put the cup in the middle of the field, make a, yeah. a jersey from him over there, and it's like, I can't speak any further because then I will start crying too, and not in the vegetable line, but right here. So It's just too much, yeah. It's I mean, just too much, yeah. But I can, I can relate to the feeling that there's little things that can make you cry. Honestly, we were talking about Thank it on the so podcast much. this week. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate uh, it. Bringing the beers in there. Um, we were talking about it this week on the podcast, and very a slightly different thing, but Mark Noble, West Ham captain, played there his whole career, the last of a dying breed of players, and there's every chance. West Ham need to win two games of football for him to lift the trophy up <laughs> on, on his very I last... And, you, and you know what? I no, don't, I don't listen, think, no, no, no. I, I think that between the two of us it's a toxic situation. <laughs> yeah. We're going to both be crying yeah, by the end of this. sitting here crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mutual support for each other. We might <laughs> yeah, just sack yeah, right. the game off. Hey, yeah, right, the game yeah, off. Right. But listen, like, we, you know, we were imagining that. Only briefly, because I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to think yeah, about I, it too I much. know what you're saying, but that, that's the thing with me too. I'll tell those stories, but then I'll stop. Because, you know... Because I can't, I can't, so, no, I don't think I can't about stop. It. I can't, uh, I can't pre- prevent myself from thinking that scenes. But yeah. then I stop. The reality real- would be too much. Right, right. It would yeah, be right. too much to do. It. But the thing is, it's possible, and that's the thing which makes me so nervous. I feel like, Bessie, what would be best if after this, whatever happens uh, Thursday night over here in Frankfurt, that me and you perhaps should just pick a different sporting team. Different sport. Obviously, we're not going to ever support the same football team, yeah. be it club or international. However, maybe we should just pick a, a completely different sport and yeah, decide that we'll both support the yeah, same yeah, one. Yeah, because yeah. we're clearly both it's the like, same It's like American football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we go, like to a, we go there, we grill, we drink, yeah, we yeah, party. Start and crying. And it, it doesn't matter who wins. <laughs> yeah. like, hey. And we buy, oh, buy, buy one of those soft hands. Like, <laughs> 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 like maybe I will, maybe I will reconnect myself with WWE and just watch some wrestling. Yeah, Rikishi. Who's Rikishi, your favorite? Yeah, yeah, Rikishi, yeah. My my all-time favorite is The Rock. Yeah, big oh, 90s I, guy. I grew up with him. I'm yeah. a big, yeah, uh, Bret Hitman Hart, Hulk Hogan. On yeah, the I think you're just that little generation above uh, okay. me. Huh? But I know Rikishi. Rikishi yeah, is Rikishi, coming from The Rock. The big dog, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know Triple H. The Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys, Triple yeah. H. I, w- I saw the Hardy Boys at WrestleMania 33 Did you? In, yeah, in Orlando. Big. And that was the moment when they came back. And no one was no one was aware that they will come. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, and then the music hits, and that was. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Kane? Not kind Kane? of that's not kind of a similar emotion because no, you can't cry. When the, when, the, when the Hardy yeah. Boys wouldn't show up, I wouldn't care too. So it's like it's like <laughs> nice to have. Yeah. Like we, I think we what? should look for a nice to have sport. Well, uh, no, but what can we cry about together? We need to find something that the pair of us can cry about. We need to both get equally emotional about the same thing. It's just not going to happen, is it? Beyond like beyond football, it's just nothing matters that much, does it? I have, it's kind of odd, but I have to admit that no. <laughs> don't tell anyone. No, don't tell don't anyone. I, yeah. The thing is, have I you got I a wife? I have a girlfriend. Yeah, don't tell her. Does she watch these? But she knows. Oh, she knows. She knows because <laughs> we had the argue, uh, argument uh, many times, and I said to her, "You can't compare football to a relationship because a relationship, hopefully, the most." beautiful things you can see before you know it's like when you're having sex 
you probably know how it's going to went down. And if you have an <laughs> orgasm, not too not too soon, but you, it, it's a build up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you score an away goal against your in biggest rival minute. in the 90th minute, yeah, yeah. sorry, but I have never experienced more good stuff like that. I have a tattoo on my right arm. Whereas the moment when Eintracht Frankfurt won the uh, won the German Cup, mm. and we never won anything 30 years, yeah. and then it, was, it all goes down to this day against Bayern Munich, and it was 2-1 up, mm. and then the VAR decision was deciding is there a penalty in the 90th minute for Bayern München to make it 2-2, yeah. and then we all standing there, it's like what the fuck, what the fuck, and then the referee comes up, he gives a corner to Bayern, mm. the goalie went out of the goal, and then the corner hit it, Eintracht headed it out, and there was one guy and had the ball and 70 meters to run to the goal and you could see how the Eintracht fans gathered and it's like okay it's happening it's happening it's happening and it's not like kind of a sudden goal it was a build up 70 meters and that's what says uh, on my on my arm it's like in German it's 70 meter für die Ewigkeit and uh, to translate it it's like 70 uh, meters for eternity mm. it's like because you, you were standing there you were grabbing the hands of your best friend telling him it's, it happens And then you can, you can, yeah, you can. I don't know the word vorbereiten. You can feel it. Yeah, you can. You now you can prepare. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. the moment, and the biggest fuck up in my head was I can't remember the moment when the ball went in. Really? Because my system broke down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's too like much. Blah, blah, blah. it was compute. too much. My, 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 my. Uh, the next moment I remember is like three seconds afterwards, where the players were already in front of the fans, and everyone was. Uh, Or running from the bench and all the Frankfurt-related guys were before the fans and the referee uh, quitted the game and it's like, whoa. And I was sitting there, I didn't realize how much it would take, but one hour after the stadium there's a picture where I'm sitting alone in the waist stand and I was twittering, what the fuck. And then and afterwards I went to the hotel and went to sleep. So no, I don't wanna And that's just a fucking German cup. What should I do when we win the European Cup? I don't know. I don't have any more arms. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I don't want to make assumptions, Bastie, but it, what I've got from that story there was that you've never had an orgasm that's taken 90 minutes to build up to. No, maybe there are some Tantra courses. I don't maybe know. Maybe 25, 15, 10. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, never 90. 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That should seal the deal for both of the <laughs> participants. You'd hopefully, wouldn't you? You'd hope, you'd hope. Well, look, um, let's talk football if we can, just for five minutes. I know you don't want yeah, to. Yeah, I, I would. I know, I feel, I feel, you know what? Maybe it helps to talk rational about football. You reckon? All right, well, let's, let's have a go then. So, first leg, Eintracht come out. Goal inside 54 seconds, I think it was. 55. Com 55. <laughs> your, man, your man knows. Uh, 55 seconds on the clock. Uh, the ball, excellent ball, great header, great run, great movement. Some criticism towards West Ham's defence, but I don't buy that. It was just a really well-worked goal. Great ball, great goal. Um, and from a football perspective, after that, I felt, obviously, the atmosphere changed, understandably. But from a football perspective, I felt that goal really changed the dynamic. And after that, it just felt like Eintracht were able to sit back a little bit, absorb some of the pressure and kind of play on the counter-attack. You were far more clinical than we were. I think we spoke about this briefly in the build-up to last week anyway. What did you what, did you feel that that goal 
helped you? Or I know you were yeah, nervous, but as no, 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 obviously it helped Eintracht Frankfurt because you didn't know what to expect. You know, would you have been could be, so defensive be if it hadn't been for that, or did you think that's how you would have played anyway? That's why I would play anyway because we even did the same thing in Barcelona. So I, I guess that's the only thing this team could manage because, as you saw against Betis, we were two-one up two on the first leg, and then we tried to play defensive and what happened in the 90th minute we catch the goal so I think they changed the plan because they saw that the team could manage it and I think the goal really helped Eintracht Frankfurt because we can't say because it's conjunctive but uh, maybe uh, the game would be very very much uh, in a different direction if we didn't score the goal because then as you said then you had the atmosphere and then it's kind of a, a could be some complete other way so this was good for Eintracht scoring the goal they can absorb they can look what West Ham does because we don't know West Ham you know it's like not in the Bundesliga and the league you play these teams two times a year and then you know the players from last year and that. we never played against West Ham you can so see some videos but it's I don't think you could, could simulate the situation where a Bundesliga team plays against a Premier League team because different styles of football different styles of players then uh, I guess it helped but the thing which I think is what helped the most was halftime because then you saw, okay, Glasner could really analyze 45 minutes of Western playing and then adjust some, uh, some, some things and then and it went better. But as I said, this is a, it was a tough game. This could be easily 2-2, you know? It, was oh, easily three, it should have been 3-2 or 4-2 or 4-3. That's the thing. You, well, we, had, uh, we could score a third we goal, too. That was yeah, a come yeah, out at the post. It was we the were same clearly the better yeah. team. You know? We hit the, bar, hit the post twice in the bar <laughs> once. It's fine, whatever. I'm, I'm totally over it. Um, well, look, I'll tell you what, Bessie, let, let's take a break for two seconds. We'll uh, have a pause on this, have a pause on these. We'll come back to it in five minutes. Because I feel like your energy has riled me up a little bit. I was pretty calm before. You're a nervous man. Your team's winning 2-1 into a high of hardly, I can hardly hold the thing because my hand is so sweaty. <laughs> look, we'll take two minutes. We'll be back in no time. Right, Basti, look, we've spoken about the game last Thursday. We've spoken about the similarities between our two clubs. We've spoken about the similarities between me and you and how emotional we are as football fans. But we've put it off long enough. You're going to have to talk about the game on Thursday night. All right. We're here in Frankfurt in the Massif Central Bar. Am I pronouncing that right? Uh, Massif Central. Massif Central. French, French pronounced. Is it? So, uh, I don't know if you know the West Ham Massive song. Have you heard that? No, I only know the bubble song. Okay, the bubble song. So it's a bit of a newbie, but West Ham are massive everywhere they go is the chant that you'll hear. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a little burst of it. West Ham are massive everywhere they go. West Ham are massive everywhere they go. Everywhere they go. You'll hear that from the away end this week. Um it's quite apt, actually, that we're in the massive central bar. If I wouldn't know that, I would never have put I you I know, you'd have never invited us here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ho- hopefully there's no bad luck for <laughs> us. Such good luck for us, though, <laughs> definitely. It's meant to be. Uh, we've got to talk about the game, though, mate, unfortunately. Um, I mean, you talk to me. I know you're nervous. I know you're nervous. Just talk to me. Talk to me. We've, we've looked back now. We've looked back at the amazing yeah. journey we've both had to get here. We've looked back at the first leg last week. But let's be honest, none of that will really matter yes. if what happens on Thursday night. That's <laughs> why I'm so nervous. Both of us are on the brink. Both of us are on the brink. Yeah. I feel like you're nervous and I'm excited. Yeah, because 
we are in front. That's right. The, that's Finally, the you admit it. Finally, yeah. you yeah. admit it. And at home, yeah. Good point, Dad. 45,000 Frankfurt fans yes. tomorrow. And 3,000. 2,400 West Ham. A few spattered around in the uh, Yeah, in and the I other than uh, at your place, you could stay in the stadium. <laughs> you were allowed to go in the stadium. Yeah. And there were no English reporter attacked. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> hey, look, let's, let's condemn that quickly. Do you know those guys, Philip and Tim? Yeah, right? I w I'm, I'm making a YouTube uh, 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 format with them. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I mean... <laughs> oh, it's, it's I, we, we don't have... I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of uh, talking too much about it because, as you said, there were two guys. Two guys. And two guys 60, are standing for the whole Western fans because I, I met so many polite West Ham fans and I really have much respect for the club and for the fans because as we speak as we talked about there were very similarities and after the game we went through some pub and they were all applauding it on like they say this is how football should be it's like because in the Premier League I, I guess you lost someone of the organic thing but there are a lot of tourists in the stadium and I can relate to that it, Every football fan in, in Europe, I guess, is the same. You know, it's like if you're not a violent guy and stuff like that, it's like you can get along, you can relate I to mean, each this other. This is amazing, isn't yeah, it? This that's is what I, yeah, I love that, this. That's yeah. what I'm related to. And it's like, there were two guys, me. What the f who, I, who, I, who am I to, to condemn uh, all the whole West Ham fans? Because of about, I don't know how many West Ham fans there are, but four, 400,000, I don't know. Or no. Millions. Yeah, millions. millions. Of and you, I refuse, as media in Germany, and I guess in England it's the same, uh, making such a big buzz about it and, 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 and putting all West Ham fans on a one, one. In Germany there's a saying, alle unter einen Kampfstern. I don't know the saying. You know, it's like if, you, if you're telling that two guys are uh, standing for the whole crown, that's not like it. You know, it's like there's are two guys, maybe they were drunk. I don't know what the issues they have in life. So... Yeah, just it's, just idiots, it's, not, yeah. it's not West Ham related. You have of course. In every bigger group, there are assholes. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's a football club, it's a yeah. city, it's a, poor, Society. Uh, a party. Society. It's, Society. Like, you know, it's like a... Yeah, I don't know. If yeah. we go by the subway and as we will go through the subway and counting the people there, we will probably find two assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you can't blame the whole subway system, you no, know? No, you're right. <laughs> too true. Too no, true. Well, let, let's ignore that then. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about the football. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, I told you that. He asked me about uh, a result. If I knew a result, I would go to a bookie and put some million pounds on it and then live in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maybe it okay. should help my nerve system to live Talk in Hawaii with some dolphins. <laughs> Talk to Maybe me, I then. do that. Maybe I do that. If West Ham wins, I will put really much money on West Ham to so win I the can final. afford the therapy. <laughs> yeah, 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 fine. Can I come to Hawaii with you? Maybe. Come on, just like a visit. Yeah. If I promise not to talk but about the football. I, I, maybe I need six months to process. But that depends on if you're winning the final. If you lose the final, then you can come right on. But before that, too much. <laughs> if you yeah. win the final, I don't know. Don't want to see me ever again. Maybe after the next EuroLeague final where the cup went to another team. If we both have no cup, then you can come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine, fine. Well, uh, come on. Uh, okay, let's talk we, about we got to, I, I don't know what you want to talk about first. I want to cover with you atmosphere, first of all, what we're expecting. And I want to talk about the game and the football and how the game's going to play out. Style-wise, injuries, team news, all that stuff. I so think the atmosphere, the atmosphere will be electrifying, as I said before. Yeah. 
like kind of a special night. Every every fan, every player, every executive of Eintracht Frankfurt knows what this is all about. What yeah. this would what this would mean to the club. What next level this club could reach on attention in the whole in the whole world. Because I got texts from New Yorker when we went up to Barcelona. It's kind of a big thing for us. And uh, clinically talking about the game. Like I'm, we're in a more comfortable situation because Ndika's back, Jakic is back. They were an out of the yellow due to yellow and red card. And Ndika, did he come on? Huh? Ndika, did he come on in London? No, he didn't come off. No, the bench. he didn't come. Oh, no, right. because he uh, got the red card at Barcelona. Oh, sorry, right, right, yeah. yeah. So Ndika's back, Jakic is back. So we had another option there. But uh, yesterday we recorded our Eintracht podcast, and the other guys were talking about some some uh, players who plays, who plays, and I said, guys. Tomorrow, it doesn't matter who plays. It really doesn't matter who plays because you can see uh, Armami Toure didn't play a game in the whole season and then he played his first real big game at Barcelona's and nothing, you, you can't tell that he didn't play the uh, uh, games before. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Every player who's on the pitch tomorrow will be aware of what this is all about and that's because that's the only aspect... I'm relaxed about it's like the starting lineup. I don't care. I don't care. Every player who's fit will play, and they will play the best game of their lives. They will put everything into it. So, I guess we'll have a, a we have Trap at the Trap as a keeper. We have Hinteregger, Indika, Tuta, Knauf, Kostic, So, Jakic, and then maybe Kamada, Bare, and then Lindstrom is the only guy who's uh, on the edge of play. He uh, hurt himself in a, a game against uh, West Ham. So we don't know if he's able to play, but there's some two options where we can replace him. As I said, if Toure is able to play in Barcelona like that, then maybe Hoger will be really, really able to do the same. So I'm kind of relaxed about the starting lineup. But it will be a 3-4-3, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that. I, I'll be honest, Frankfurt in the first leg played the most effective wing play and wide play were the most impactful in the wide areas of the pitch against West Ham that I've seen all season from any team really uh, obviously <coughs> you know we, we beat Liverpool earlier in the season uh, which was incredible and you've got Salah and Mane the best in the world at it but the Frankfurt wide players particularly uh, forgive me the Deitcher the Japanese guy Kamada Kamada yeah I mean we, we me and Dad went to the your game against Real Betis in Spain. He was amazing there, incredible. Sal in midfield, really You want to have him? Decent I'll sell it to him here. On really? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you 30 million. Well, I've seen him play twice in my life, and he's been great twice. So. That's why we tried to sell him to the Premier League, because <laughs> Arsenal fans think the same, because he scored two games against Arsenal. Right. Now you think he's so good. <laughs> he but is good. Take he it. Were, all right, I, I take it all back then. God. No, 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 no. But he was really, no, like, he's really, were, he's really good. Your but whole team were really good out wide. In wide areas, you got the ball out wide quickly. And we were, you know, because we had a lot of possession and we were sort of pressing. But as soon as you got the ball out wide, Sow in midfield, got the ball, fizzes it out really quickly. Really technical, sound player. And it was like, oh, you were, you were really clinical. And... What I'm interested to hear for the home leg and what I'm interested to hear slash hoping is going to happen is that the Eintracht fans, the atmosphere is going to be amazing. You're going to be getting onto the team to get the goal to kill the tie. And in doing so, you're going to get two attacking, come out of your shape, and Jared Bowen and co. 
are going to break with vintage David Moyes speed. We're going to go one nil up inside ten minutes. The whole crowd's going to get nervous. You're going to bottle it, and we're going to win three nil. Are you really expecting me to say something about that? It's going to happen, though, isn't it? That's why you're nervous. I don't know what's going to happen. Tell me the truth. I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen. I can tell the story in the other way. So you have to score the goals, or if you have many space, so the, the very technical and fast players have really much room after your defense, behind your defense, and you're you're in charge to do something. You know, so we don't need a goal. You're the home like, team. Like, you're winning. No, no, no. For us, a uh, uh, tie is okay. So let's make it. Let's take nil nil. It's okay for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't need any goals. So you have to try to get a goal and as you do that we'll get a lot of space to put the ball high and lo uh, high and long and then some of the quick players will catch it and run through a goal and it's one nil Frankfurt and then you can say, Oh This is a nervous man right here. I'm not a nervous man. Now I'm confident I love <laughs> It's a third beer. <laughs> Listen, I mean no, but what you said is realistic. You know, yeah. it's like David Moyes is a very experienced coach. Yeah. He saw so many things. What were, were Everton and Manchester United? Was he right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's a very experienced coach. He's and more experienced than our coach. Dad, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but he's more experienced than our coach. Yeah, but also, I guess you saw me very nervous, and I'm very, very scared about the game because I think you will go through. But the only thing. The only you thing, think we will the only, go through. The, the, the only thing, the that? only thing, which gets me hope is that you're an English team, and English teams are so bad at penalties. <laughs> and I think it's kind of in the in the English genes. What? Yeah, it's it's in your genes that if there's something at stake, you will lose. Like your national team is like that. Many of your teams. Well, we weren't this summer, were we? If, uh, if memory serves me correctly, yeah. didn't need penalties this summer. Yeah, we lost again penalty against Chelsea, so everything is butchered, I said. <laughs> <laughs> but I just tried to to create some hope for me, so I, I have to sleep in any way to, tonight. <laughs> so, uh, Listen, yeah. mate, it's going to be, I'll be honest, I'm enjoying It's great being here in a European city watching my team, being able to chat with you is amazing and honestly I'd, I'm interested to hear if you've got the same feeling about Frankfurt because although we're both absolutely buzzing about the prospect that our team could reach the Europa League final do you already have the same sense particularly because you went to Barcelona like we did in Lyon and I know you I said earlier that you won 3-0 and obviously you went 3-0 up but won 3-2 but still got through are you, do you have the same feelings we do where, you know what, if we go out on Thursday, I'm so proud of my team yeah, and I've enjoyed this run so yeah. much and I've it fallen in love with West Ham more than I ever have before. Yeah, right. Do you have that feeling? Yeah, I have that feeling because I experienced it uh, before as I talked about where we lost the penalties against Chelsea uh, three years ago, I guess. We went to Chelsea and we lost and then after that there were some very, very emotional scenes like Hinteregger missed the penalty and then he went to the fans and there's this iconic pick where the, where, uh, fans hugged him and then trying to uh, give him some relief and it's like we were disappointed for about five minutes and after that we were celebrating one hour at the uh, Stamford Bridge alone because all the Chelsea fans they won but they left the stadium and it's like what the fuck you recognize you just won hello and we were at the stadium one hour after the game and 
It's like, yeah, it's like kind of a... I, the thing being in the semis is historic too, you know? It's like, it's yeah. not that we are... Oh, this is already an already achievement. Lo we we, 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 yeah. we uh, uh, lost the semis, so I'm very mad now. It's like, we will be disappointed because it was so close. Yeah, cool. But about, I guess, 30 minutes, 45 minutes after the game, then the process will happen, what you already said. It's like, it will be switched to proud. It will be switched to pride and will be switched to this is why I'm going here. And then yeah. you can start processing what happened uh, with you guys in Lyon, with ours in Barcelona, in Sevilla. And, you know, that's the time if, when it's over. You, that's time to start processing it yeah. because now we're in the middle. But I, I guess I, I love talking to you too because I see you and your dad. And it's like it's a relief to me that there are still people who worship football, you know with all the things which goes around them. It's not on only what happens on the pitch, but besides the pitch. Meeting your friends every two weeks, meeting well, your friends. This going is what to it's about for me. I've been going to football with my dad for six years. Yeah, right. And then four. you're going to a city, and then we, meet, we met each other. We never would have met each other because never. if there's no football. You know, it's like maybe in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, maybe with the Dolphins, right? <laughs> but but football is more than than what many guys with a lot of money think it is. It's, it's love, this it's is passion, it's, it's family, you know? This is what it's about. about. But, yeah. but you can't buy it, you know? I can't, I, I can't get another dad and another son, give him one million pounds, and then, okay, we feel the same right now. It's not, it, it has to grow. It's organic. And it's, football means a lot to me. Football gives so much delight to my life. And, so I, and as you said, if Eintracht went out tomorrow, I would be really disappointed. But after that, I will cherish and appreciate the experiences I had with my friends in Barcelona. I was crying with my best friend. I was crying with the, his daughters. I was, yes. I don't, could get any further because I'm crying then uh, here. So. There's a lot of crying, basically. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of crying involved. Too. Listen, man, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. And, and that's why, you know, we're sitting across this divide here. Both of us will desperately want our teams to win tomorrow. And, in fact, you can see the, the phone that we're recording, one of these recordings on there. The cover is me and my dad at Sevilla away earlier this season because I want to remember these moments forever. Yeah, right. And we already do. And just flying here this morning... It just yeah, feels incredible, and we we you've clearly got a love for Eintracht, just as deep and as much as as me and Dad have, and that's why, really, if we go out tomorrow, I'll be so proud of West Ham, and I'll remember these moments forever, just as just as Dad will. And you mentioned generational there. We were on the phone to my granddad, my dad's dad, just earlier on. He's a bit too old to come out here, but we always went together. And these are it doesn't in a strange way. And fans will think, what are you talking about? In a strange way, the result tomorrow night doesn't really matter. I know, I, I, I can feel that. Obviously, I would love it if we won, and it would be the best thing that yeah, ever happened yeah, to me. Yeah, but you, you know said, what, man? But as you, as you said, this is I, what I have about. to uh, stop myself from crying as you were talking about your granddad. Um, but that's, that's the truth, what you said. It's like, of course we, uh, we want to win, of course we want to win, but that's not everything. And that's what the difference is between fans and not so real fans. So, you know, it's like, it's not a, it's like experience. And because, as you said, even if you lose tomorrow, you just went here, you had the experience to fly, you had the experience to meet each other, you had the experience to experience the game and everything like that. And I'll talk and about it till the day I die. Right. And that's, that's what I told to my best friend in Barcelona. It's like, 
because it's called a three nil, I was not able to, to, to scream, <laughs> not able to do anything. But I told him and I really touched his head very hard. And I, already, uh, I said to him, we will remember this till the day we die. And then he started crying, I started crying. The, uh, his daughters started making fun of us because they were two old guys crying <laughs> because of a fucking soccer game. But, but this means a lot to me. So this means a lot to me. This is deep in my heart. And those people I will experience with them, my, my friends, I really, really have some deep love for them. Be besides being friends. Being friends is cool, but this is something which connects us even more than a, a normal friend you know from school. Like it's it's like you can't explain it. You have to feel it. I'm with you, man. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. I, you know, I've loved chatting, loved chatting to you last week. It's great to be here with you in person as well. And I think that ultimately this experience, if West Ham never get into Europe again, which is genuinely quite likely, same with us. We're at the we're at the eleventh place in the league <laughs> right now. You know, <laughs> like that because. And that's where we're putting out all our own money is because you don't know when it's come back. Of course. And you know, but you know what, you're right. Like when we talk about how the game's going to go and teams and players and transfers and budgets and money and all those things are fine and I understand why people talk about them. But for me, this right here is what, it's really, what football is really about and has always been about for me. I've always gone to matches, not really watch it on TV. It's not the same. I've got my dad who's sitting over there. You're obviously the same. It's just... This is really what football's about. And it's not, not everyone experiences it in the same way. In fact, most football fans will watch it through a screen, whether it's here or, or on TV or whatever. Yeah, but that's where but football... To go to matches and feel yeah. it and feel the... It's, it's a thing that... It's, it's indescribable, isn't it? You, you, can't, it is. you can't quantify it unless you feel it and have felt it over a long period of time. It's, a, it's an essence that you can't really describe or make someone else feel unless they've been through it and sitting here with you chatting about it today obviously we both want our teams to win but hey I mean what a time to be alive right it is it's kind of a good phrase for ending this right what a time to be alive describes everything we just talked about in our what is it 30 40 minutes I don't know Listen, I can't hold the microphone too because it's sweaty again. <laughs> the man's too sweaty. Listen, West Ham United away at Eintracht Frankfurt tomorrow, the Europa League semi final. Anyone watching this, English, German, wherever you're from, whoever you might support, this is what football's about. And if you're a West Ham fan, Jesus, drink it in. And it sounds like, I mean, Basti, you'll see the same if you're an Eintracht fan, drink it in as well. This is incredible. Whatever happens. You know, obviously, we'll be delighted if our team win. We'll be heartbroken if they lose. But what a journey. What an experience. What a time to be alive. Bestie from the Eintracht Frankfurt podcast, thanks so much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the game. Not too much, of course. And uh, I, don't, I won't either way. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're going to have a breakdown, whatever happens. But uh, look, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Thank we appreciate you so much for having time. Me. Everyone, thanks for watching. Right. West Ham are massive. Everywhere they go, come on your hands up the hammers. See you next time. Eintracht! Right, so this is just a little bit of bonus content for the We Are West Ham podcast listeners because we know that uh, not all of you subscribe to the YouTube channel and most of our listener base is on the podcast and uh, especially the long-term loyal fans. 
on the podcast, so you've obviously got the full opposition view with Basti there, who's an absolute legend, probably, well, you know, certainly my favourite opposition view of the year, probably yours as well, no doubt. Um, so Basti's agreed to just do a little extra bonus content just for you guys that won't be on the YouTube. Uh, and uh, it's a completely rogue topic, and the thing I want to ask you about, Basti, is Sebastian Hallaire, who anyone who's listened to the We Are West Ham podcast for a significant period of time will know my deep-rooted hatred and resentment for the man. Hatred? Who? Hatred, though. No. You know what, you've already got I me. Hatred's him. a strong word. I love him. He, we signed him, him from him. you for £45 million. Pounds. And you never paid the whole amount, so... <laughs> I know, right? Actually, no, we did have to in the end, because Eintracht complained, didn't it? Fair enough, to be Complain. fair. Complained? Complained to UEFA, made an com- yeah. official complaint. Because we didn't pay you the money, which is totally fair, to be quite Thank honest. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you do, I don't know how well you know our owners, but, you know, that doesn't... It um, <laughs> didn't surprise too many That's people. That's why you shouldn't have broke. owners, and you should give the club to the fans. 50 plus one. Yes. Hey, you won't find many fans in England who would argue against that, but... I guess so. Unfortunately, fans aren't in control. Look, talk to you about Sebastian Hele. He was banging him in for fun alongside Jovic and Rebic at Eintracht. Uh, Jovic got his Real Madrid move. Uh, Sebastian Heller got his West Ham move, both equally impressive, one would argue. Um, <laughs> 45 million quid. Honestly, I, I just found he didn't really fit. Moyes didn't like him early doors. Uh, but just, you know, what did... And he's gone to Ajax and, and he's performing. I think it was one of Moyes' best decisions he's made moving him on because he just didn't fit there. He's obviously a good player. Talk to me about Sebastian Heller. Uh, he's kind of my one of my favorite players uh, in the last 10 to 15 years because he he has a different style you can't put it in in, uh, in a box you know it's like he, there's one only Sebastian Allaire he's kind of a big guy but he's kind of a smooth guy and I think the most important thing about him he made the players behind uh, on besides him even better Jovic and Rebic really 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 uh, profited from him because he, he could stop a ball and he could calm down the game and then he could he's a very tactical player even though he's very uh, he could score own goals uh, he, he's not own goals but he's able to score goals by his own but the most important thing about him is making players who play alongside him alongside with him uh, more better and, and I met him twice and he's kind of very very cool guy. And as you said, West Ham wasn't the perfect fit. I don't know what the reasons for that are, but at Ajax, you see why I love him so much, because he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's, he's kind of a sniper guy. He's, he doesn't show a lot of emotions. I hate that. He's, he's hate kind of that. a silent killer. He's so fucking cool. He could be an actor. Well, yeah, but at West Ham, he didn't show any emotion. But he wasn't his, doing that's anything. A, that's, his, that's his personality. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't yeah, doing anything. He couldn't show any emotion because he never scored any goals to celebrate. But didn't he score a bicycle kick? Yeah, one bicycle kick. That's, that's not worth 45 should, million quid, is it? should seal the deal, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but were you surprised that he didn't do very well in the Premier League and at West Ham? No, yeah, I was because I thought Premier League is perfect for him because he's very physical. He could score goals. He could make his players uh, who play with him better. And he's kind of a cool guy. I thought he had every ingredient to make it, uh, him a, a successful player for West Ham. And I, uh, at this time, I thought this is a very good signing for West Ham because I thought this was a player who could uh, really play uh, 
one level above West Ham. It's like, you know, with all due respect, but he could go to... I, I, I still think, and now at Ajax he's showing it, I, should, I really think Borussia Dortmund or Bayern Munich should already sign him for, uh, for the... Uh, What's a Nachfolger for the you know when Lewandowski leaves and Haaland leaves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the successor. Yeah, yeah. yeah the for successor. the successor for both these players, because he's so good and he's underestimated. He's underestimated now at Ajax. We see why I say that, but he's. I think I would love. I would love. I would love. I would love. Even in this season where we have no uh, high, high high striker, I would love to take him back. So, Haller, if you hear this, please come back. Sebastian, if you are listening to this, Please. I still hate oh you. Right. <laughs> so, no, I, I love you, um, so where do you go? I, I think, honestly, uh, and my, my view of it is that uh, Ajax, Ajax is a, an easy level of football to play at, but, but he has performed in the Champions League, so, yeah. which is impressive. However, as West Ham have proved this season, as English teams often prove in, the, in European competition, the level of most mid-level Premier League teams is as good as lots of higher level teams in the smaller European leagues, right? But I was excited, to be quite honest, when he signed and he did some good things, but his attitude switched really quickly and it seems it seemed to me very much like as soon as things don't go for him he's not, he just switched off and I think that a move to a big club, he's not going to be that big fish in the small pond. He's not going to be the big superstar. The whole team. So you team think he needs a lot of attention, to well, a lot of caring. Almost, almost to be the and lots of you know you'll you'll know it. Iron Tract. We've had it at West Ham before with Dimitri Payet. Is the most recent one. Sometimes. That's my favourite chant, by the way. We've got Payet, Dimitri Payet. I well, just you don't think you understand. He's super slavens, man. He's better, better than Zidane. We've got, got Dimitri Payet. <laughs> uh, you still haven't heard... Well, West Ham are massive everywhere they go. You'll hear that in the away end. You'll <laughs> I, love that. I, I know, I know. We've got Super David Moyes. He knows exactly what we need. Zuma at the back, Bowen in that's attack. Why I, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm a little jealous uh, about the English football culture. The songs are more cooler. Hey, look, no, I'll tell you what, we'll pay you a compliment right here. Dad will back me up on this. And as of many, many of my West Ham fans who saw Eintracht fans for the first time at London Stadium last week, me and Dad experienced it in Betis or in Seville when you played Real Betis. But uh, lots of people very, very impressed with the thing Eintracht fans do where the bottom tier sing yeah, one bit yeah, and then the top tier, yeah, or the yeah. one half sing yeah, and then the other yeah, half sing. Yeah, one yeah, thing, that, yeah, go on, sing it now. I don't know the tune. I uh, there are two different chants where we do the same. Hit me like with one. What's the Eintracht. I don't know. There are two songs. What's the Shalala one? Let me think a second. You do support Eintracht, do you? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know the song. I, you know, I'm missing the melody right now because there are two different. Eintracht. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Eintracht and another one. Yeah, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, and with the. Yeah, that that's the only thing that brings it down. The flags, absolutely ridiculous. 
What is that about? Waving bin bags around above right, your That's head. like how we do choreos in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than some fireballs where you think you're at WrestleMania. <laughs> um, so, Sebastian Heller, then, one of your favourite players of all time. Uh, we've spoken about the Eintracht atmosphere already. 1976. I know you, we spoke about this briefly earlier. You weren't born then, neither was I. Dad talks about it a lot. It was a defeat for you in a semi final, so obviously it's a bit one different. One goal. One goal, exactly. What is it? Is there much chat about that? Because for fans is, of my it age, is, it is. What it is. older fans, I guess? Yeah, for a lot of older fans, but for me it's too historical because I, I inform myself about the history of Eintracht Frankfurt and to have this history to to know we're in 1976 we played against and now we're playing each other again isn't that often anymore because you have a lot of clubs who are not that old <laughs> you know RB Leipzig, Leipzig. TSG Hoffenheim Wolfsburg they didn't exist at this time so you you, you know it's like I'm, I'm 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 starving for history and now yeah. there is one so it's like yeah. two proper clubs which are in a lot of trouble at the uh, last years but you think this is how it should be, you know? Yeah, we yeah. should meet each other 30 years from now again. Yeah, it's yeah, like sure. then we can talk about this semifinal. Or a year from but now. Yeah, hopefully. right, but uh, the same thing with you. You get, you, you get uh, pushed away from, from some Chelsea fans who had uh, uh, to luck that Roman Abramovich had money at that time. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, football is not a lot like if, if you say this is how it should be, and it's not, you yeah, know, yeah. football isn't the way it should be sadly you're right mate and if you have the history you get and if there's a history and then a game like this then I have to cherish it and yeah. appreciate it that's why we have to drink it and let Basti I've, I've kept you for longer than I said I would already it's been amazing <laughs> thanks so much and West Ham fans listen out for sure la, 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 la. what do they do in the, in the home ground does the top tier do it in the bottom tier yes. half of the stand or yes. the other half how does it work it, it will mix you will see it Oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> it's so exciting. Sha la 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 la. But then we'll all hear uh, we've got Sue for David Moyes and West Ham are massive. Uh, the battle of the West Ham Iron Tract songs will commence. The battle will commence on the pitch. Bessie's been an absolute legend. Give him some respect in the comments. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, see you next week. All right. Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.